I get those goosebumps every time I just have to get the big fella off the bench Could this be their last chance now? In it comes, Monster to the front! He's gone! Oh, he wants to score! I get those goosebumps every time I need the hind to throw that to the side I get those goosebumps every time Yeah, when you're not around me Throw that to the side I get those goosebumps every time, yeah, 713 Through the 21, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm riding I'm sipping low-key I'm sipping low-key and I'm riding I get those goosebumps every time Good evening. Welcome to Loaded Mag in UFC. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, fuck <laughs> off. Fuck off, Sideshow Bob, and take your your Tango Oscar Delta with you, or whatever you're at, Oscar Bob. And Kevin DeBron, take. Okay, let, let's start. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, we're here to talk about that game and what could possibly have been so close and yet yet so far away thanks kevin de Bruyne. uh pete how are you oh uh, yeah other than being just fr frustrated really uh, other than being frustrated like I'm, I'm good family's good had a good day um chilling at the weekend after our first week back but yeah um yeah feeling a little bit frustrated um, after that game, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, Chris. Yeah, the key word frustration, isn't it? Um, I did, I, do you know what? I did for for well, for a little while, I thought we were gonna get something from that. Um, kind of came back to reality, well, came back down to reality in the second half, uh, not gonna lie, but and it was a bit, a little bit back to the wall. And then obviously when the substitution board came up and uh, Mr. De Bruyne came on, uh, I did. <laughs> I was a little bit nervous, I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, just frustrated. Um, and I, but I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get into why, boys. But um, but yeah, other than that, I'm all good. I'm all good. It's been a nice day. Um, and yeah, I've been looking forward to coming on with you boys this evening. Hopefully to celebrate a win, but obviously it's not been the case. <laughs> Oh, I was looking forward to that celebration so bad, but uh, no, it was not yeah. to be. Um, yeah. but it wasn't all bad. Like it, 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 we, we put in a, a, a great performance. Uh, yeah, we did run out of steam, uh, and has been there's a, there's a theme there, and we don't have anyone that suitable to, to switch it up in 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 games. But uh, we, we does definitely we're 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 back in in some senses, and and I look forward to the the, the, the next games. Uh, um and the revenge tour that pete has talked about uh so fondly as well well let, let, let's get into it let's look at the, the the squads and uh the teams that took the pitch and walk through the game so first up here is the newcastle team so tino out ill he would have been handy you know to bring on uh, as well or even to start in, in this game but uh credit to, to the lads that, that did start but 
Tino off the bench would have been quality. And Jay Seven, obviously, out, out injured, going to be missing for about six weeks or so. Um, lads, what did you think of the team? And I'll show you this the, the city team as well. Um, but yeah, Pete, your thoughts on uh, the starting lineup? <laughs> Who else have we got? <laughs> yeah. Who else have we got? You look at that bench. Uh, we'll talk about it in a bit. I, we pick the team as it is. Um, it's uh, it, it picks itself. Chris, would you have signed anyone to to, to alter that pitch or alter, <laughs> alter that team? <laughs> I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have minded having, Yeah, I wouldn't have minded having Calvin Phillips on the bench. I'm not going to lie. Um, but you know, unfortunately, he was on the Man City bench today. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's exactly as we predicted uh, on the on the on the match preview with uh, LB. And if you haven't checked that out already, um, I've give it a give it a watch actually because even though we were obviously talking about the Man City game, we did uh, we did we did get into all things FFP and we were talking about you know Premier League and um, how corrupt it is and stuff like that. So um, you know we did we did uh, we did have a really good discussion um, myself, Pete, and LB. Um, but no. yeah, in terms in terms oh sorry, I was going mate. No, you did actually, because I, I, I watched that back, and there's a good twenty-minute discussion there. Uh, great points from from LB, and great discussion with you guys as well. I I I I know I I, I give you kudos for, for that already, but no, it was a great discussion. Uh, so yeah. I would recommend that even that segment alone, uh, worth a watch. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, in terms of lineup, as Pete says, uh, we haven't really we haven't really got anybody else, unfortunately. Um, and then when I saw the Sissy lineup, as soon as I seen Doku playing, I just thought, oh no. I wasn't looking forward to seeing Doku, Foden, Alvarez, Bernardo, Rodri, Kovacic. The list goes on. Um, so yeah, it was today was always going to be a big ask. Always going to be a big ask. But um, I still, I don't know, I still have that little nagging feeling. I don't know. Still have that little nagging feeling. We could get something. So that's how I was pre-match. That's that's going to great great uh, display for Fabian Chair as well, who signed uh, essentially to his contract. Uh, so that, that was a nice touch from Warflags as well. But let's get into the game because it's action straight from the from the, the kickoff. Really, uh, ball in the net from from Newcastle. Uh, of course, Bar did rule it out. You didn't hear too much actually. He didn't even say that it ruled out, but you, you knew it was ruled out. Um, Longstaff uh, uh, was involved there. Edison went down. No goal, obviously. Edison was injured, um, and. Uh, then, uh, right after that, uh, Edison sat on the pitch, but um, he, uh, yeah, he had a bad pass out, and Bruno should have tried to take a shot, kind of sc- like mis- mishit his, his shot, but he really should have passed it. Isaac was there waiting, uh, and Newcastle should have should have capitalised on that. Uh, obviously, Edison came off then, but we're, we're going to go to that part first. And, um, yeah, for me, we weren't ruthless enough. In, in that situation, and we should have just finished it. Bruno should have passed it. But Chris, we go to your thoughts on that one first. That that instant. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it just preceded the the goal that was ruled offside, and it was it was offside to be fair. Um, but it really raised the crowd, and the, you could tell the players were really sensing that Edison wasn't quite right for the start, but also that you know there was there was an opportunity there. And uh, yeah, little little scuffle around the box, uh, bobbles bobbled between a couple of players. I'm trying to think, was it Longstaff? It might have been Longstaff. And then I think it went to Bruno. And oh, if Bruno had just looked up and just looked about six yards to his right, he had a player there just to put the ball in the in the net because obviously Edison was 
you know, out the picture. Um, but Bruno, I, I understand to a degree. I understand why he's took a swing at it because he's thought, he knows Everson's out the game, so he's thinking I'll just I'll just get a foot on it and score. And he, he he just clips it with his toe, and then it just bobbles. And then obviously the chance is gone then because City clear it up. The players get back, City clear it up. But yeah, that that felt like a big opportunity for me. Um, so yeah, I was really really frustrated. I'm not gonna lie at that one. Pete, should Bruno pass it? I thought it was shocking. I thought it was really, really poor decision-making from Bruno. Um, I actually thought Gordon should have took a shot um, first and foremost. He had the opportunity to oh, was it Gordon the ball um, before he passed it. Across. <clears throat> I think his cross was actually, his pass was actually uh, meant to be to uh, Miguel Almiro. Um, it was meant to be laid off to him, but Bruno's managed to get in the way of it got his touch on it. Miggy's tried to move out the way in order to give him space. Miguel Amiron, if he gets laid the ball in, it probably is on his right foot, but as we'll probably talk about, he, he made use of his right foot today um, and he was far more effective with it. Um, it he's got a shot on goal um, and it, it was the wrong decision to make. It was, it was just poor decision-making. Um, and you can't you can't do that. You you you've got to make the right decisions when you get moments like that against uh, the, the best teams. And this is clearly the best team in the country. Yeah, let's move on a bit. Uh, Fifteen minutes. Isaac had a chance. Uh, Miggy put the ball across. Isaac uh, had a chance there. Man City though in control. Um, and Newcastle were were trying to hit them on the counter. Uh, twenty four minutes. And uh, no, we'll 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 take twenty four minutes and twenty five minutes together, and then I get your thoughts on it but um gordon is taken out uh by ds uh no foul says the referee definite foul uh uh, uh everyone else uh but uh with with gordon still off the pitch uh city come up this is the, the one minute 54 seconds something later um walker has fr- freedom then down down the right hand side which gordon was covering and burn was was kind of playing more center back at, at that stage uh what he he it, all the space uh puts the ball across silver nice little flick back in kind of flick in one nil city but surely that was a foul on, on gordon uh and it uh it should have been brought back and i know at that stage it's, it's too far gone but pete get your thoughts on that one um, I'm not going to lie. I, I was going through the comments. So I didn't even hear what you said. <laughs> um, um, no, uh, it was. I was talking about uh, where Gordon was was um, off the pitch. Diaz fouled him, and where it's oh, the first goal. Man City's goal. Yeah. Um, well, first off, it's not a foul. Um, and you're going to get Newcastle fans that are going to say, oh, it was a foul, he was off the pitch, put the ball out. No, we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have done the same either. We wouldn't have say, done the same if it was the other way around. We wouldn't have put the ball out for someone that was off the pitch. And it wasn't a foul. Um, I think it was, who was he up against? Was it Diaz? It was up against. Diaz, um, Diaz was in front <laughs> of the ball. Gordon was trying to get his hand around him to get in front of him, to get in front, to obviously get onto the ball because he's the one that's knocked the ball ahead. It's not a foul. Um, and the players, burn going up to the player, Man City players celebrating. Why? There was nothing wrong with it. It was a perfectly, perfectly legitimate attempt to get the ball from Diaz. No foul. We've switched off. We've got punished by an exceptional piece of skill um, from um, Bernardo Silva. 
and, and we're one nil down. And uh, yeah, I think all I can put to that is that we were switched off um, for, for that for that period of time, which we got punished for. Um, but you can't you can't take anything away from Bernardo Silva. It was just outstanding. But he's an outstanding player. It's what it's what I expect from a, from someone like him. Chris, your thoughts on the goal and the lead up to the goal? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to watch it properly again. But um, for me, it looked like a foul. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd take what Pete's saying and that he was he was ahead of Gordon and he used his strength and held him off. But it looked... I'd, I'd, my initial reaction when I saw it, I mean, to be fair, the replay that BT or TNT showed much later on wasn't a good angle because it, to me it didn't, didn't look like there was anything in it. But when I watched it live and then when I saw the instant replay, for me, it was about what happened kind of shortly after Diaz has already covered it. And it might have been off the pitch, but it just looked like he'd given him like a proper shove. And that, that was where the foul was for me. Um, but again, I'd have, to, I'd have to watch it back. I'd have to watch it back. I, I did, uh, I, I thought it, like the play should have been stopped myself. But again, maybe, maybe, maybe I need to look it back because Pete seems pretty adamant there that it wasn't a foul. But um, I get as well, I mean, I, I didn't understand why Byrne was kicking off because really, you know, I think it was a good, it was nearly a good minute afterwards. It was uh, 54 seconds or something. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, <clears throat> a lot has happened from that point till when they scored yeah. the goal. So it was a bit like, it felt like a little bit of, you know, like, oh, you know, trying to make but excuses. That, that's that's where, where Gordon was focused. He, 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 was, he was trying to consolidate for uh, Walker there because Byrne was more inside. So if if that incident didn't happen, Gordon was there. Uh, he wouldn't have had as much time to, to, to yeah. put that ball in. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'd, have to, I'd have to watch it back. People in the chat, let us know what you think as well. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I did I did think it was, it was kind of the afters. I don't think what Diaz initially did was a foul because, you know, Pete Wright, he was, he was ahead of Gordon and it was just a case of holding him off. But I, I, I think... That it was kind of like the shove, you know, to send them. Um, that for me was a foul, but I'd, again, I'd have, to, I'd have to watch it back. Yeah. I have to watch it back as well, but I'm going to be big biased head of me on, on this one and saying it's a foul. So uh, I, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> um, right, we'll move on. Um, 28 minutes, uh, Dubs, uh, Dubrovka, save um, off the post from Silva. Great save, actually, from Dubrovka. Save, there you yeah. go. We had a good yeah, game. Thirty-one minutes, Isaac uh, closed down the keeper. Um, yeah, shot didn't come with that one, but it, it was good that that. Even though we're one 0 down, I was kind of thinking, "Hey, look, they're, they're still they're playing. They're back to where they were. They're, they're pressing. Uh, they're they're trying their best here. Uh, they're up against City. We are at home, but uh, they you're still kind of proud of them uh, at this stage. But then, thirty-four minutes, uh, Isaac goal. Bruno with a lovely ball over over the top. Great vision to, to, to pick out uh, Isaac. A looping kind of ball in. Isaac buries it from uh, uh, from a, a distance out as well. It was a great goal from, from Isaac here, actually. He's like, my Isaac goal. Uh, pitchers bring it, make it 1 1 and cue the celebrations and also uh, the acknowledgement of uh, Isaac and Bruno there. It was a great pass from him. But. Um, Pete, I'll go to you for Isaac's goal. Um, sensational. Everything about that goal was absolutely sensational. Um, that's what Newcastle United are about. 
that's what we did last season. That is what we can do to teams, even the best team in the league in Man City. Everything about that goal, starting from Bruno Gamera's, or no, in fact, tell a lie, starting from Fabian Scher, wow, two absolute monster tackles um, in the space of like seconds, wins the ball halfway into our pitch. And he's just played that simple ball into Bruno Gamera's. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be kind of like, I'm not going to hold back on it. Bruno Gamera's was absolutely shy up until that point. Um, I was pissed off with him. Um, not tracking his runners, um, not following the man, not good with the ball. I was annoyed with him, um, but he made up for it just in that pass alone. Uh, that pass is why we've got a hundred million pound release clause because he is one of the only players on the pitch that can play a pass like that. Um, the other one did it against Tottenham last season in Willock, who's barely kicked a ball all season. Um, but that pass was outstanding. Perfect. The way it landed, literally in the stride of Isaac. And look, if anyone had watched Isaac before he went to before he came to Newcastle United, you would have seen him do that time and time again for Sweden and for Real Sociedad. Um, I'm just shocked that Carl Walker um got rinsed and allowed it to happen. Um, but Isaac. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Just shifts the ball. Um, it reminded me a little bit of Alan St. Maximum's goal against Man United. I think it was in the season that Eddie Howe took over, um, where he just shifts the ball inside and, and within a split second takes it in. The keeper can't adjust himself. It's yeah, I know what you mean. The, the, yeah. ball, it, the ball is, is set and hit too quickly before the keeper can set himself to be able to get across to save it. But even if he did, get across it's right into the side netting it's an outstanding finish um and this is why we need to do everything we can to protect our our best striker our number one guy our our guy that since this game finished tonight every single opposition fan in this premier league particularly the top six ones are all rubbing their hands together thinking we need to get Isaac. I've had so many tweets out there. I've seen so many messages of Isaac's, Isaac's the best after Haaland. Isaac's the best. Yeah, we, we know that. We know he's the best. But we need to ensure that we're providing him with chances and that we're looking after this guy because in the second half of the season, he is going to be pivotal to what we're trying to do. 14 goals already this season in, what, 23 games. Superb stuff. Brilliant goal. Chris, how was Isaac's goal for you? Yeah, outstanding. Um, I think I told you boys, didn't I? I nearly, uh, nearly took the door off the hinges. I was just banging the door. It was just like, I literally jumped up off the couch. And I, I don't know why I ran the door, but as it is. It was just the ball from Bruno, exquisite. Um, Pete, Pete's spot on, by the way. I'd, I'd forgotten about uh, the work that Fabian Schard had done in the build-up to that. And yeah, two fantastic tackles, wins back possession, simple ball. Bruno, I, I was waxing lyrical to me mates and... You know, they were saying it was a hopeful ball from Bruno. And I was like, it's not a hopeful ball. There's no, there's no way. He knows exactly what he's going to do because as soon as the ball comes into him, he's already done his little pivot. He already knows that he's acts on his way and he just hits it straight away. Curling ball makes it really, really difficult for the City defence. And then Isaac does does what Isaac does best. You know, feints to go one way, gets it on his right foot, pings it and keep it had no chance. It was just, it was just a brilliant finish. And... To kind of touch on what Pete said, you know, we're very, very, very lucky to have Alexander Isak, and um, really, it's a, it's about it's about creating the spine of the team and keeping hold of it. Um, I feel like we're free, we're we're free 
three players in that spine. So we've got Isaac, we've got Botman, we've got Shaw, um, Isaac, Bruno and Botman. And now, for me, there's just one one more piece of the jigsaw in terms of that spine. And, you know that, that that can be that can be our you know um, our team or our spine for the next at least three years if we want it to be. Um, but Isaac was incredible today. I thought he was really really good. He tired towards the end, um, but he took he was fantastic for that goal. Took it took it so well. Really really good goal. No, he did. Um, right. Two minutes later, um, I can't remember who, who put, the, put the ball through, but um, Gordon on a uh, great run, uh, cuts inside like he likes to do, and uh, wonder goal, a bit similar in some ways to Isaac, where he placed it. But for, for your mates, Chris, uh, let's play this. Gordon. No, no, it's fine. Sing it and you can have a point. Gordon, running down the wing, Gordon, hit the jaw, this sing, Gordon. We are going to Madrid. <laughs> 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 Love that. Uh, I was planning that when it was 2-1. But uh, yeah, I went mental as well. Uh, when that one went in, Chris, uh, just I was nearly fucking crying at that stage. It was yeah. like, what is going on yeah, here? Like unreal. From where we were uh, and, and then to be 2-1 up, it was just unbelievable. But uh, Pete, we'll go to your thoughts on Gordon's goal. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think I got pelters. From, from certain sections when I said that Gordon was showing signs of his his, his former self um, at Anfield. But I could see it. I could see that he was coming back to his best. It wasn't it wasn't like for full a full game. It wasn't for a full half, but there was little signs of life at Anfield. And he put it uh, sort of uh, into practice again against Sunderland. But uh, Anthony Gordon was back today. He was back today. Um, I was really, really impressed with his, his performance. Didn't deserve to be on the losing side. Um, I thought he was superb. Um, and that goal signifies everything I need to see from Anthony Gordon moving forward. None of this run forward, turn back, play it back to the centre midfielder or back to Danburn. I want to see him driving at the fullback when he's one-on-one -on -one or he's in a position to drive into the box literally as he gets the ball given to him from Dan Byrne, the first thing I'm shouting at the TV I'm saying make it to the box as the game's going on I'm saying make it to the box if you sprint and get into the box you're in a position where you are up against Carl Walker and you're now committing him you're now committing him to make a decision and if it's in the box you are likely to either get a shot off goal or win a penalty, because that's what Anthony Gordon does. He doesn't do it enough. He's got the pace, he's got the direct ability, can shift onto his left, onto his right. He Defenders don't know how to deal with him, and he needs to do that more. It was a brilliant run. He drove into the box, cut inside, and it's the tightest of angles. It's literally in between two players. There's players here. There's Walker, and I think it might be Diaz or Rodri or somebody here, and he literally plays it in between them into the far corner. It's a superb goal. Um, and we've seen him score goals like this before. Sheffield United away, scored a similar goal, cuts him onto his right, boom, into the far corner. We need to see more of that because Anthony Gordon now, I believe, I think he's on seven goals for this season. You know, target 15. Target 15 if you keep doing that. Drive it, you drive it, you you fall back, commit the guy, um, and you'll get the fruits of your labor. But I do hold it that he has been playing injured, particularly through December. He's now getting his fitness back up. Now he's getting his fitness back up, and he would look lightning at times. Lightning. 
His defensive work was superb today. Um, but I need to see that from him. It was a brilliant, brilliant goal. Um, you know, we, we were very lucky to see some superb goals today. I'm not going to lie. Well, there's about 150 people in the chat. Smash that like button. We might not have won today, uh, but look, at, we, 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 there was a performance. Uh, everyone has an opinion. Get them in the chat as well. Get get your thoughts in the chat. Uh, we'll get to, to comments and questions uh, towards the end of the show as well. Uh, but Chris, I want to come to you then about Gordon's goal. But before that, I'm not sure if you saw much of the the, the build up, but there was a conversation that um, Rio Ferdinand was talking to Gordon as well, and they was talking about the maturity that that he has now. That yeah, it took him a while to get up to speed with to to what Eddie wanted from him as well. But he he he's how he's now like that that press and how, where where he's where he's kind of rather than looking for the ball straight away, he's making the run to to receive it. Uh, but yeah. Your, your thoughts on on uh, Gordon as a as a whole and and that goal? Yeah, so I'll start on the goal for, first of all. Uh, I, I I started I started there talking as Pete was talking, but yeah, I was I was exactly the same. I, I was literally as soon as he picked up the ball, it was like I was just shouting at him, run at him, just run at him. And Car Walker's in the box, and you can tell he doesn't want Anthony Gordon to go at him, and you know Pete was spot on. As soon as Anthony Gordon gets in that eighteen yard box, he gives he gives. Kyle Walker a problem because Kyle Walker has then got to be very careful not to touch him but also Anthony Gordon can then close the angle, create a little bit of space for himself which we know that he can because he's very quick footed and he's got that burst of pace and gets his shot off and fantastic shot, really 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 good goal, well taken goal but overall this is what we need to see more of from Anthony Gordon we, we need him to use we need him to like kind of use his in-game intelligence we need him to kind of anticipate what's going to happen and this comes in time this comes in time with playing with the same players getting to know the system and you know for some players it can take longer than others but we, I want to see Anthony Gordon picking up the ball and being direct he needs to be more direct and he needs to kind of pose questions of wingers uh, sorry he needs to pose questions of fullbacks and for certain certain games he hasn't done that um but i thought anthony gordon has a really good game today and it, it was nice to see and this is the anthony gordon that i'm sure eddie howe and the owners and jason tindall they, they will have all seen and this is the anthony gordon that they want and really the the objective should be just run it run it your full back just give them cause some issues you know so many times this season and you know previous previous games we've seen him get the ball look up pass it back make a move and it's like no you you do the movement you 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 run at the player i mean on the other side you've got miggy on the right and miggy doesn't like running directly at players but miggy likes to put the ball beside the player and run alongside them because he knows he can beat them for pace with anthony gordon you want him to run directly at the player because anthony gordon is he's got the trickery and he can go he can go left he can go right and the defenders kind of a bit like that that's what gave alan st maximum so much joy because alan st maximum used to just run at full backs or center backs and he didn't know what way he was going to go and he's that tricky and he was that quick and that's where he got all his joy and i just hope that we see more of that from anthony gordon but you know he, he should take confidence in that goal and his performance because yeah you know he, he spotted it against uh against liverpool that anthony gordon's starting to look like you know he's overcome you know the tiredness the fatigue the injury whatever you want to call it because he he, he looks like he's getting back to his best form which he showed at the start of the season 
No, I agree with everything you said there, Chris. And I think you you, you mentioned earlier the the Botman Bruno Isaac spine. I, I think Gordon is in that position as well. Yeah. He's nailed yeah. down that place. Absolutely. He's won for the for now and the future as well. Yeah. So yeah. you have you have those three, and Gordon are our mainstays in the team. It's building everyone else around that as well. As we go in with the with the project, uh, yeah, thirty eight minutes. Um, a Botman uh, recovery run and track him and Daku and got the, the the tackle in to to cut brilliant. out that that attack. Absolutely yeah, that was brilliant. that was brilliant for, for brilliant. Botman as well. Uh, Pete, I'm going to go to you for this one because I'm forty minutes because this is I think where you were you know, we, when we were speaking before the show about um, Isaac uh, was one of, kind of one on one. The shot was saved. To, it, that would have taken us to to three one uh, before half time. But um, what should he have done there? Yeah, obviously it's easy to say when you're kind of watching the game and you're not in it. But I just look at Anthony Gordon. I'm looking at Alexander Isak's ability. It's a brilliant ball through, and he's got the pace. He's got the beating of him uh, of the defender. Uh, it might be uh, Gavardio uh, or Ake, Ake uh, I can't remember who. Anyway, he's got the beating of him. He's in. Um, he's in, in in on goal, and he hits it straight at the goalkeeper. It's it's a bit of a tame hit to be fair the goalkeeper comfortably saves it but if you look at the angle that he's at the goalkeeper the way he comes out the, the, there's a there's a dink on there there's a dink and he's got the ability to do it that little dink over the goalkeeper into the far corner and he nicks the goal and just watching it uh, as i'm watching that like, the first replay back i'm thinking oh if he'd have done that the goalkeeper's literally he's he stuck because let's face it that goalkeeper was shy right the ortega was absolutely dog yeah. shit um today and like you know whereas Edison is is one of the best goalkeepers in the league um there was a clear difference there and that little dink I don't think Ortega would, would have been ready for that but you know I'm not going to hammer in on it. it it was just something that I thought he could have done because the angle was really really tight um and, and going in at 3-1 it's, it's, it's you're having a different conversation there about the yeah. game yeah yeah sure right before half time uh we we also had the 43 minutes we had miggy's lob uh was white but was also offside but that took <laughs> us to half time uh and uh with going into one i was i was delighted you guys were delighted i was even thinking about should we do a halftime show uh it was that good yeah. uh, um so uh, Pity we have to do a full-time show or would have just, just settled for the <laughs> halftime show um well look, let's move on into the second half um Dubravka save, uh, silly free kick. Um, yeah, after burn, uh, professional foul and Rodri. Um, yeah, it was. He had, that, he had that to do kick. that, by the way. He yeah, had to he had. Yeah. He's yeah. going top bins as well. That that free kick. So it was a, it was a good save from from uh, Dubravka. Fifty yeah. five minutes. Shar had a nice run, and uh, City returned that favor. Uh, Silva taking a yellow card. Now Burn didn't get a yellow card for his one actually, but he, Silva took him down. Shar was laughing. He was on that, that one of his runs, and it, there was a shot coming there for sure. Sixty-two minutes. Uh, Bruno lost lost the ball high up the pitch, but uh, made, made sure he got back and yeah. got got in the, the touches to to take that out to 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 get the the ball out. So well done, Bruno, and, and tracking back there at that stage. 63 minutes, Dubrovka save after a bad pass from Trips. 
Trips were a good game actually uh, today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Since we back to his best as well. Uh, still waiting on a free kick to go in though. Um, <laughs> 68 minutes. Uh, Silver off. Kevin De Bruyne on. Yeah, here is part, it's the start of the downfall. It's mm. got 73 minutes. Kevin De Bruyne goal. 2 2. Um, yeah, he just kind of passed the ball in really, but it was a, it was a, it went through Shar's legs, but it's it's Kevin De Bruyne. Any thoughts on that one? On that goal? Anyone want to say anything about that one? I um this was do you know what? This was just unfortunate. I mean, don't get me wrong, as soon as Kevin De Bruyne came on, <clears> the game the game turned. Um and Kevin De Bruyne is like different level. He's he, he's ridiculously good. But when you take when you're taking off uh, Bernardo Silva and bringing on Kevin De Bruyne, it's like you know, you kind of have to yeah. bow your hat a little bit because he's just he, he, he's just incredible. But for me, this goal, the disappointing thing for me, albeit it was very clever, was when the free midfielders got sucked in. Free midfielders got sucked in and then Rodri just plays a little pass to the side. And, it you know, when you see it in slow-mo, it just cuts the whole midfield out. So because Rodri's sucked the three players in, done the dink, it's gone to De Bruyne. And then he's just driven through. And do you know what? It's unlucky. It's unlucky. Because, you know, people were saying, oh, he's just passed it in. He's just passed it in. And he did. But it went through Shah's legs. And Shah's, the gap in Shah's legs must have been about roughly the size of a football. And it went through. Do you know what I mean? It was. I I felt a little bit for Dubravka because, like, he wasn't getting to that. Do you know what I mean? But that, that, not taking anything away from De Bruyne. You know, fantastic player, fantastic goal. But, we were just a little bit unfortunate there. We just switched off just for a millisecond. Rodri splits the whole midfield, the Bruyne's through, and then he hits it and it goes right through Shah's legs. And I just thought, oh, yeah. it was just it was just one of them. But not taking any away from, anything away from De Bruyne because it was it, it was good. No. Like it was, it was a good goal. And look, at it, in, in fairness as well, City were all all over us, and at that stage we were yeah, running right. on on fumes. Uh, like it when we don't have it on uh, people. There was even talk that we're talking. Uh, well, on the commentary, we were saying that they're going to, potential for Bruno to come off and Lascelles to come to come on. But Pete, you want to say, say anything about that uh, De Bruyne goal? Um, you could see it coming. Um, what what I will say is is that you know the fact that you could see it coming was because nothing changed. The same pattern of play was happening all throughout the game, uh, and I'm a little bit disappointed that we didn't make changes alongside what Man City did when they brought De Bruyne on. That's probably my biggest frustration about about that situation um look in terms of the goal um yeah it goes through Shaw's legs um for me if I'm sure I'm making a tackle on him I'm conceding another free kick I'm not letting him get a shot away um Kevin De Bruyne if anybody's watched Kevin De Bruyne he always passes those those type of shots into the corner that's what that's why he's the best in the league that's why he's the best player in the Premier League because he knows how to finish. It was in the one place that the Bravka couldn't get to. The Bravka was outstanding today. Like, I, I don't rate the guy. Um, we need a new goalkeeper, in my opinion. Um, however, I cannot fault <clears throat> him for that goal. I cannot fault him for, for any of the goals, if I'm honest. Um, I thought it was really, really good today. Um, and it was just, it was a, a little bit of a, a bit unfortunate, but also. It's that little bit of stardust. It's that little bit of class yeah. um, that, that they were lacking. Um, and 
at that point, that's when you, you're looking at the situation and you're, you're really, really like worried about the rest of the game and what's to come. Yeah, just um, just to follow on from what you said about Dubrovka there, yeah, in the last couple of games he's he's done really really well. Uh, and look at I, I don't I want someone else in new as well as uh, but no fair play to the last couple of games. Um, moving on, eighty three minutes Dubrovka save from a Rodri shot. Uh, eighty five minutes uh, we do make a change. Gordon comes off, Hall comes on. Ninetieth um, minute, fucking sideshow Bob, Oscar Bob. A uh, lovely ball from Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, yeah. ridiculous, ball. ridiculous ball. Yes. Mm. Uh, I, I had to, I, I look that that ball back. That was unbelievable. Yeah. But um, two three, final score. Uh, mm. Robbed from our from our uh, a draw. Um, but City were all over. And Kevin De Bruyne, the difference maker, coming off the bench. Uh, there was a, the, the just right before the end as well. There was a, a claim for handball um, for us, but um, no, it wasn't given. Uh, but that's it. Three or two, three. Uh, City win. Congratulations, City. We put up a good fight, and I think I'm I'm proud of the, the lads. Uh, again, with what we have, uh, we're waiting on players going back. We're waiting for some maybe more loan moves towards the end of the transfer window. But um, we had to go with what we had. It is what it is. Uh, I was expecting a defeat uh, before the game, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm proud of the lads uh, and the, the performance they put up. They just ran out of steam. Um, just, yeah, it's, it's a recurring theme uh, for us now. But we go again. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's all for me today. I mean, obviously there was a there was a, an abundance of quality from City. Um, we saw it. I think we saw it the first half an hour. Like that, arguably, um, in certainly this season, from when I've watched Manchester City, that first half an hour, City were just like the, the everything they touched. Foden was brilliant in that first half an hour. He was just he was everywhere. Um, but then we came back into the game. I thought we did really well. We managed we managed that difficult period really well, and then. We then, you know, caused them some issues, and you could see they were shell shocked because within the space of a few minutes, all of a sudden we're two one up, um, and we, you know, we looked great. But um, I think second half it was back to the wall, and and as I, as I said um, to some of the lads who I, was, who I was speaking to during the match, you know, I keep banging on about it, and I, I probably don't need to say it on this channel because everyone watching it will understand, and I know you boys understand. But playing the same eleven and nearly every player is playing for a full 90 minutes it's going to keep taking its toll and with you know just imagine if we had on a bench on the bench today a joe linton a tonali a barnes a wilson a livermento if, if we made for yeah willock if we made three or four subs today when we were in the ascendancy or you know when when city really cranked it up or as pete said when you know they brought de bruyne on and when they brought oscar bob on if we did encountered that and brought our own subs on who were <clears throat> maybe not the same quality but certainly would improve the team and freshen things up it, we could be we could be talking about a different outcome and this is this is the difficulty because we, we keep playing the same 11 nearly all the time and you can you can see the players are out flat on the feet like I think at one point he put Isaac on the left and played Gordon through the middle, and then like Isaac just looked—he he just looked absolutely shattered. But then the trouble is, if you take Isaac off, you lose all attack and threat. You—you've you, got—you haven't got that, that head in the middle of the park and in the sorry 
up top in the middle you haven't got it um and that that's that's the difficulty we've got at the minute that that's that's basically where we're where we're failing in my opinion because if we could freshen this up or in other games if we could rotate and think oh do you know what let's see these uh, we we were doing it at the start of the season weren't we boys you know we were saying wilson will play that game isaac will play that game you know yeah, save yeah. Isaac for the champions league save gordon get gordon off after an hour bring barnes on and we just don't have that option and this this is this is where we, we're coming unstuck i mean at, at one point um and in fact, I'm going slightly off topic here, but it was just something I remembered to say because I mentioned it to you in the group chat, and I know we touched on it very early, uh, earlier on. Um, the first 10 minutes, I was a little bit worried because I don't know if you boys noticed, I'm sure you did, but like Bruno, Bruno was playing so high. At one point, I thought he was playing number 10, and I was thinking, hang on, what are we doing here? Because Bruno, Bruno was pushing Rodri. <clears throat> And I was thinking, is this the tactic? Maybe Eddie Howe's told him to push up and, you know, kind of make Rodri a little bit unsettled. But then he soon retreated and ended up being in his number six position. But did you boys notice that? And do you think that was a tactic or do you think it was just Bruno getting overexcited with the crowds and it being a home game? I thought he kind of rotated a bit with with um, Longstaff covering when he went forward. But... Um... No, not not so much, Chris. Uh, I, I do, I, yeah. For for that, where you should have laid it off to Isaac or, or wherever was there, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, does yeah. go wandering, and then then uh, especially later in games, he doesn't. He, he's he's out of steam as well, just trying to get yeah. back. Um, yes, yeah. uh, but he did make one as I covered in, in the synopsis. There, he did make one great recovery when he lost yeah. the ball to to, to pull back. Yeah, true. Um, true. and another thing, uh, like. If, if we had the likes of a Phillips uh, there, like we know we said with that covering that that space between the the two the two lines, let's say, um, and to have that for away games. But when we're, we're two and up against City, I can see the benefit in bringing on a Phillips just to to kind of calm it down a bit as well and cut, cut out the, maybe the, the the threat of of Foden. But he's just unbelievable as well. Um, any 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 roundup you want to give, Pete? Um, with regards to what Chris said about Bruno that's Bruno's game that's what he does every game um, you always see him pressing the highest which is why when we get to the taxes board normally after games he always presses the highest or the most deepest of the opposition's midfielders so he does look like a number 10 because he's pressing so high but this is part of the problem is that if if that midfielder breaks that press and plays the ball in and behind we're yeah. then exposed and that's part that's of it and for me i don't think miley covers bruno uh, as well as he should longstaff does um, people are saying about Longstaff not having a good game. I, I, I thought I thought he went about his business okay, probably until about the 60th minute, and then just fell flat. Um, which you know, I'm, I'm not really surprised with the amount of ground he covered. Um, but Miley doesn't cover him in the same way as maybe a Joe Linton would. Joe Linton's more athletic, gets himself around, is big and strong, wins the ball. So Bruno can do that because he's given the license to, because normally he has that protection. He didn't have it today. So he was more exposed from that that, uh, like that point of view. But look, guys, I'm, I'm going to be honest, and, and this is my biggest frustration about the game, and I'm going to bring the tactics board in just to talk about it a little bit, if I can get it on. Um, this position here that you can see happens time and time again during the game. Okay, this is the way Newcastle United is set up defensively. Um, and this is how the team set up in game. Now, what you've got, 
and, and we could change that for this because this is what it was first off is that Alvarez would sit deep and not be marked by the centre-backs. So they'd always be playing as a two. But Foden, and the amount of times you could see in-game where Foden was just stood still, unmarked, in that number yeah. 10 position. Yeah. It's like we hadn't learned from the game at the Etihad, which is what Foden did exactly the same at the Etihad and punished us time and time again. And yeah, okay, for, for long parts, particularly in the first half, we dealt with it. But we literally set up as a line with our, our, our sort of our front three wingers there. The only one I've not put in there is Isaac, but I'm just doing it from our defensive point of view. This is how, for long parts, we were set up. And we dealt with it in the first half because we dealt with it with regards to Foden. We were aggressive in here, in in here, with regards to Foden when he's running with the ball. Um, and... You know, we you're right, Daz. Bruno did get back and get some recovery runs in and around the area. Um, Longstaff Miley did the same. Miguel Amiron recovery runs were outstanding. The amount of defensive tackles yeah. he made, particularly in the first half, were brilliant. And we're really starting to see why Miguel Amiron was talked about in such a positive light last season because that work off the ball is crucial to this team. And we're really starting to see him get back up to fitness now as well. Yes, there's a question mark about in front of goal, but he's doing the job for the team. But if you're then changing that for that, I'm sorry, he's the best in the world. You've got to change with what the opposition are doing. I don't care how good we are. I don't care whether we're at home or not. You're playing against the trouble winners. Now, for me, Eddie Howe needs to do better there, in my opinion. And he needs to make that change. And whether it's putting... This is what I would have done. And a few people called for it. Um, I'd have done this, which is what was rumoured at the time. And you make it a three. And whenever he gets that ball from Rodri in there, and you tighten that up, he goes out to the ball and you've still got your back four set, but he's the winner. He's the winner that breaks down that position there. And he stops Kevin De Bruyne getting on the ball. And what that does, it gives the license for him or him to press these two midfielders whenever they get the ball. And they're not then worried about that ball just being dinked in and behind, which is what happened for the De Bruyne goal. So if I take him off, um, and I put Bruno back on, I'll just leave Bruno on the pitch. If I put Bruno on there and put Lascelles here, right, this is what happened. It was a little, um, he almost plays for it. He almost plays for it. They all kind of shift over here. And I think it might be Rodri who plays him the ball. They kind of, he shifts over here and then it's a little out. Uh, De Bruyne moves here and then moves back and they've all moved over. So then they creates a gap and he just does the little inside yeah. of the foot. Yeah. out into De Bruyne and then the, the line's broken and he runs through and it's a side foot pass into the goal and they almost played for it <clears throat> we let them do it we have to make a change we have to change something up as I said to you boys a point would have been a good point a point is a positive uh, result for Newcastle United because I don't care what anybody says nobody was expecting Newcastle United to go and beat Man City in this game. We were maybe we may have been hopeful that we got a result, but nobody was expecting it. So when you're getting on to 60, however many minutes in the game, and they bring Kevin De Bruyne on, right? You need to make a change to change it up. Now, some people hey, are saying that, that go on, go on. 
Yes, sir, no, I've, I've got a question for you for here because yeah, I, I, I said the same in in the run through there. But that's the commentary team were saying that that the sales looks like he's coming on for Bruno. So what what happened? And I know you don't know the answer, but, uh, but what happened that 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 didn't that 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 didn't take place? That that Lascelles didn't come on. There? Were they afraid to take Bruno off? Uh, or what what? Why didn't honestly, it happen? Daz, I guess. It's, it's, honestly, Daz, I think Bruno's told them that he's okay, and I think they've gone right. You're okay, so we'll keep you in. Um, but it was the wrong decision because tactically we needed to shore up that middle of the pitch, and by bringing Lascelles in. I've lost him now. I'll go back and grab him. Bring Lascelles in here to play as a three. So if they're playing out wide and they're whipping balls into the box, you've got three centre-backs, big, tall, strong in the air to win the ball, all good defensively, no problem. But when they've got the ball here, you've got a guy that can risk and be able to risk to come out and close that down and know that these two can handle him. That For the most part, in fact, the majority of the game, they did. Botman and Shaw did their jobs. I've got no qualms with Botman and Shaw tonight. I thought they were brilliant. They handled um, Alvarez no problem. So that yeah. wasn't the issue. The issue was here. And it didn't matter whether it was him in the first half or him in the second half. This position needed to be dealt with. And he would have done that. He would have come in and done a job for the team. Or someone that's more kind of attacking-minded that could have maybe won the board and brought it forward is Fabian Shaw. Yeah. You switch it there and you bring Shaw <clears> in here. Regardless of who you put in there, someone yeah. should have come in to sit in there. Lascelles is quite quick. He's not rapid, but he's quick. He's good defensively. He's big and strong, so he would have handled him physically. It would have been the perfect move to make. And so many people called it, and it should have happened. And I expected it. When I heard that Bruno was coming off, yeah. I thought, he's on a yellow card, okay, for a stupid tackle. Sense. And I think he's only one booking away from the two-match ban, which is the worst thing in the world. Because we haven't got a Joe, we haven't got a Joe Linton, and this brings me on to my next point. I'm sorry for the rant, but I'm going to bring me on to my next point. Uh, right? Um, I've got. By the way, I've got no issue with these players on the pitch. These players were fantastic tonight in the tactics that they were set up to play. They were fantastic. They give everything. I cannot argue them at all. Right, but this is what should have happened to press that ball, giving them the license for these guys to continue to work off the ball, okay, to press these, press in here, press in here, and for these two to go man-to-man -man with these two, which I would have backed. I would have backed these guys to deal with these um, in, in that sort of low-block situation. And what do you know? Kevin De Bruyne plays the ball over for Oscar Bob, and you can argue with Kieran Trippier, you know, he gets wrong-sided, all the rest of it. Um, I thought Trippier was superb today. I thought he mm. was back his best. It was yeah, one moment of, of absolute quality. The only one on the pitch that could have probably stumped Trippier today is Kevin De Bruyne. That board is world-class. That board is world-class. It's into an area that not many people in world football can find. That's how good he is. But you cannot allow him to have free reign on the board to play that sort of ball into that area for Oscar Bob to score. That gets pressed he doesn't play the ball, or I think it may even been a little bit more deeper. So at that point, he's here, um, and that gives by just by having him here, it gives these guys the license to press higher up. And if they press higher up, he gets pressed. But because they're in a line and Bruno's there, okay, they're worried about this little gap in here. 
They're sticking to their formation. And so he's allowed to come deep and play the ball in there. I can't remember. Can I, ask, can I ask you a question, Pete? Um, you know, so, you know, obviously, Daz, Daz is spot on, you know, when he said that the commentator said, I think, you know, we've heard, so we've heard that um, Lascelles was going to come on for Bruno and then, you know, the a decision was made for that sub not to happen. Um I, I completely agree, by the way, with what you're saying. I think I think that would have really, really helped and perhaps we wouldn't have seen that goal go in. Um, but do you think if we had a... Because the way I'm... When, when you first said that, I thought, right, OK, what are the Al thinking? So Bruno said, I, I'm fine, I want to stay on the pitch. Do you think Eddie Howe's looked at Longstaff and looked at Miley and gone, right, we need these legs. We need, the, we need these lads. We need the legs of these two in the midfield. So if I'm not taking Bruno off, who's on a yellow, rightly... And he's probably the slowest of the three. I think that's fair to say. Do you think if, um, do you think if we had a number six on the on the bench, that it, that decision would have been taken out of uh, Bruno's hands, and Eddie Howard have just gone no straight swap, get him in? Do you think there was any reluctance because it was Jamal Lascelles and because it would have changed the shape and because, or or do you think? Do you think it was just the fact that he's just changed plans because he's gone from taking off Bruno and bringing on Lascelles to then taking off a like for like because that's basically what he's done, isn't it? He's taken he's taken off Hall and he's brought on Gordon for legs. Yeah. So what what do you think was going through his mind? Um, it kind of brings me to my next point, really, because Sorry, Pete. Um, no, 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 you know, it, it's it's a valid point, and and it brings me to my point in that. Eddie Howe clearly doesn't trust the players on the bench. He clearly, and I, I tweeted out not long before the show started, and I said, um, there needs to be, there needs to be changes. There needs to be players that come in um, uh, this month to help this team. These players need help. These players need help right now. I cannot argue those players that played for 90, 93 minutes, 94 minutes on the pitch. I cannot. I cannot. They get everything. But it was very clear to me that six, at 60 minutes, both Miley and Isaac were spent. They were done. Isaac wasn't pressing. Isaac wasn't working off the ball. Isaac wasn't doing anything of what he did in the first half because he was tired. He was trying to manage, manage himself. Lewis Miley was shattered. You could tell he was shattered. We needed to change. Now you look across that team and you look across that bench and, you know, you've got that bench there, Daz. You know, you've got, yeah. and forget the goalkeepers for a second, you've got Dummett, Lascelles, Richie, Kraft, Hall, Murphy, Parkinson. Okay? It's very clear that Eddie Howe doesn't trust any one of them to come on. Richie's played in a midfield position before, even centre midfield before, for Eddie Howe. He's played there. Doesn't trust him to come on. Lewis Hall comes on towards the end, like you said, like for like. I'm not. I, I can't argue that that's up because um, even by that point, Gordon was shattered too. He yeah, was shattered, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and we needed legs in that uh, on the pitch. Yeah. Okay. There are changes that potentially could have been made. I've already talked about Lascelles from that point of view, um, and when you're getting to those last few minutes. You know, if you can't trust those guys to just run run and press and chase, you're not asking them to score worldies in front of goal, but you're asking them to do a job for the team to yeah, see absolutely. the game out. If you absolutely. cannot, if you cannot bring a player on to run and press and do the job, 
There might not be the Parkinson might not be the the ability of Alexander Isak. He's nowhere near that. But what he does, what he can do, is run and press and run his socks off and press for the team and make it hard for those centre backs to bring the ball out for three or four minutes, four or five minutes. He does that. That potentially stops an attack. You're telling me that Richard can't run and press and, and, and do that job because Miley was out of his feet. He was shattered. He wasn't yeah. even getting to the play that he was marking. If you watch that game back for the last 10 minutes of that game, Miley wasn't getting to the player that he was supposed to mark because he was too tired. It was almost reactionary. He was almost like the pass is made and it's almost like, and then he goes again because he knows he has to. He's tired. I'm not arguing. I'm not I'm not angry with him off the back of that. He was no. shattered. Yeah. He gave everything. Well, bring someone on that can run and press. He might not be as good as Miley, my, my, uh, Matt Ritchie. Yet, yet he's going to leave, hopefully, in the summer. But he, he could have done that for three, four, five minutes. Yeah. And this is, this is my point. This is not about the injured players. So many in the chat have made great points. Chris, you've made it as well. If we have Tonali, if we have Barnes, if we have Murphy, if we have Callum Wilson, yeah, we've got all those options to bring off. But I'm talking about the here and now. Yeah. Barnes is missing majority of this season, right? He's not been available for the majority of the season. Callum Wilson is is approach, is now in his third big injury this season alone, where he's had a, a significant period out of the team. That's too many. Willock has barely kicked a ball this season, right? Tonali's suspended, right? We can't talk about those players and we can't say if those players were in because we can't rely on those players because they're either suspended and not available to August or they're consistently injured. So we now have to look, if you cannot trust, and you just put that, if you can, Dad, just put the, that, yeah. that squad back up again. So, so to your reserve. if you can't trust those players on the pitch to come on and do a job, if you can't trust your captain to come on and try and see out this game, if you can't trust Richie to come in and he's meant to be great around the dressing room, fantastic. But if you can't trust him, him to come onto the pitch, to do a job for three, four, five minutes. And I'm not, I'm not talking about 15, 20 minutes. We could have, we could have needed it, but four or five minutes, they scored on the 91st minute. Four or five minutes in that game, even six, seven, whatever it is. If you can't trust Richard to come on and do a job when you've got players spent, Hall comes on, fair enough. Parkinson, like, what is the point? What is the point no. of this? Because let's look at this situation, Daz. Like, just really quickly. Things aren't getting any better. Joe Linton misses some crucial fixtures now yeah. over the course of February. Luton, Forest, Bournemouth, he misses them. He's probably not going to be back till March now, or at the earliest, when we go to um, the Emirates Stadium, when we go to, to Arsenal, right? He misses all those games. Barnes isn't going to be back till potentially in February, right? Mid-February. So he's going to miss some of those games. Will it the same? The only one that's looking like they're going to be back is Murphy and Wilson. But I've just said the, the same thing again. Like Wilson, you can't trust him now. You don't know if no. he's gonna if he's gonna be, no. be injured again. If he's gonna be back for one game, five games, ten games, nobody knows. Murphy's a little bit different because that was a freak injury, and now he's had that full rehabilitation. You'd expect that he will stay fit, providing that his shoulder holds up. Mm. So for me, if you can't trust some of these players, we need to move them out of the squad whether you, you cancel their contracts or whether you move them out of the squad and get... And I'm not talking, let's get three, four, five players. I'm not talking that. I'm, t I'm talking, we can at least get one player 
because Sandro Tonali won't be in the 25-man squad because he's not he's not available until August. So there's one space available. So we know we've got space to get a player. But I'm talking about, okay, if Dummett's not going to play any football, if Richie's not going to play any football, if Mankilio, and I've said it to you boys in our chat, if Mankilio's not going to play any more football for us because he can't stay fit, he's only got six months left in his contract, if I'm right in thinking, just cancel it. Just cancel yeah. it. Say, or if you're going to keep him, if he doesn't want to cancel his contract, just say, okay, fine, but we're taking you out of the 25-man squad because yeah. we're going to put either a midfielder or an attacking player into this squad, somebody on loan. I'm not talking loans. I'm not talking permanence. I'm not talking spending 30, 40, 50 million on players. It's clear that we might not have that type of money. But I'll tell you what, there will be loans available this month. Yes. Eddie Howe's already said it. There will be loans available. He's already, he's already said it in, in a number of his interviews. Go out and get a couple of players that can refresh this team and give us options, whether it's starting or on the bench, so we can be competitive. Because I tell you now, if we'd have had at least two more quality first-team-ready players in that squad today in attacking areas, that game would have been different. It yeah. would have been different. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Pete, I, I also agree with what you're what you're saying, and but uh, the thing is as well, uh, like he he's, he doesn't trust his bench against Man City, but he hasn't trusted his bench against all the other games that's gone on no. the last couple of weeks. So right. I, like, I, I can I can in a way understand it is Man City, but uh, yeah, he should have made the Lascelles change uh, that he was thinking about doing, and and, and in hindsight, is a great thing. thing. Thing as well, but also if 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 these guys are sitting on the bench uh, and he's not going to play them, fucking sell the seat. We can we, we maybe someone else will buy the seat. We're, we're everyone mad to get to get into the to, to see the games. They're, they're sitting there doing nothing because he won't he won't play them. So there's plenty of seats there for for other people to go sit on. But no, uh, I agree with what you're saying, Pete. Um, it is what it is. Chris, did you want to get in? No, I was just going to say, I, I, I agree with uh, what Pete and now you've said, Daz. I completely agree with it. And I think the, the difficulty is, if he doesn't trust his players, then there's something wrong. Because, you know, when you're seeing players who are out dead on the feast, they're, they're absolutely shattered. Pete, it's a fantastic point. It's an absolutely fantastic point. And we've not spoken about this on this channel. And we've said that, obviously, we need to upgrade the bench. We look at the bench and we go, oh, I don't know. But tonight, that was, that was typified because... It wasn't about quality tonight, really, in the last six, seven, eight, nine minutes, whatever it is. It was about energy. It was about commitment, passion, pressing, Harrison. That's what we needed. And all of our players were just shattered. And you could see that in Alexander Isaac. You could see it in Miley. You could see it in Longstaff. You could see it in Bruno. And, yeah, they haven't got the quality. And, yeah, you probably wouldn't bring them on at half-time over 30 minutes to go. But subs needed to be made. And, and you know... You're right that that number 10 position tonight for Manchester City was a problem area. We saw it in the first half an hour with Foden and then we saw it as soon as um, Kevin De Bruyne come on because Kevin De Bruyne, was, he, he had the freedom of the pitch at one point. There was one point where he picked the ball up and it was towards, it was towards the, the right of the it was towards the right of the 18-yard box. So Dubravka's left of the 18-yard box if he's looking out and he had no one about six, seven yards near him and he had the ball and you could see him looking up and there was a couple of occasions where Kevin De Bruyne um, like you know kind of drifted out to the right wing and Dan Byrne was petrified to get near him because obviously he'd been told stay tight stay compact stay as a unit you can't give Kevin De Bruyne 
three, four, five, six seconds to pick his pass and get the crossing. You just can't do it. Kevin De Bruyne at one point was where Foden was, Pete. He was literally out there and Dan Byrne was tucked in right next to Bottom. And it, it, De Bruyne, you can't give De Bruyne five, ten yards. You just can't. Because he, he he can put the ball on a sixpence. And that's that's what he kept doing time and time again. And we were lucky because we were getting the ball out and we were heading it out and defending it well. But it was just constant pressure all the time. And it was the same, it was the same movements and it was the same transitions every single time. And in the end, it's it it's courses out. Just to add in on the um Oscar Bob goal, gotta say as well, fantastic bit of skill from Oscar Bob. That uh, I felt like the commentary didn't do him justice there. The way he, he switched it from his left to his right and then just tapped it in. It, it, it was a really, really clever finish. And I felt sorry for Trippier because, yeah, he was slightly, you know, the wrong side of his man. But Oscar Bob did fantastically well um, for that goal. And, you know, it, it, the ball, as you said, Daz, the ball was just unbelievable. Like, yeah. nobody else makes that ball. Nobody else. I know. I'll say it again. Fuck Oscar Bob. Um, all right. That's it. For, for, let's go to the, the comments, lads, um, and see what we have. Right. Um, oh, go on, yeah. go on, mate. Trippier uh, for Prime Minister um, doesn't hold back when he says, don't let the scoreline convince you that um, that was a close game. We play some absolutely honking and woeful, unsustainable football. And then he also puts as well, how has proven yet again um, he is not the man to take us to titles, I'm afraid. Cope, um, all you like with De Bruyne came on and um, uh, and we have Richie. Uh, we play the same shite week in, week out. What are your thoughts about those two comments, boys? I'd say how I'd love to have a swap De Bruyne for, for Richie as well. <laughs> but, uh, look, yeah, but we are where we are. We, we, we know from, from the Darren Eels interview as well, that uh, we're not going to go out and, and sign, make major monetary permanent signings uh, this uh, this month. Uh, we will we'll hopefully get some loans in, uh, and that uh, you never know, we might get some kind of a surprise. Uh, and that we we look to try, we will have the the money coming in in the summer. We'll have some money, and maybe we'll look at some uh, peripheral or maybe like. First team uh, players will, will move on as well. Some, some that have value. Not I'm not talking about the superstars as as Eddie uh, alluded. To, but look at uh, I think we we, st we stick with how this season we stick with how next season uh, and see where we are then. Assess it then. Uh, he he deserves he deserves a proper transfer window next in the summer and uh, with players he's he's hopefully not as many injuries and and uh, to give it a good go then. Then let's let's see uh, where we are. Then at that stage, yeah, I think I think for me, um, Chippy for Prime Minister, I think he's he's trying to he's trying to say that um, you know people saying oh well City have got De Bruyne on the bench and we've got Matt Ritchie. I think Chippy for Prime Minister is trying to say you know yes we we clearly don't have the riches that Man City have. We don't have the squad that Man City have. But I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's kind of putting the finger at how here and. This is this is the problem, boys. The finger will be pointed at Eddie Howe because, yes, we you know we've I I didn't think I didn't think um, we were atrocious today, and I thought there was there was real potential for us to. I think you said Pete, we could have been four one up at half time. I think I think there was potential for us to have scored a couple a couple of a couple more goals, um, you know, before before half time. 
And yes, we did sit back in the second half, but it's difficult to criticise the players. So I'm not going to I'm not going to start doing that. But you know, this is a results game, and this is what this is why I said the other day that if I was Eddie Howe, I would be banging on that door saying I I need reinforcements, I need them. And Pete rightly, and this will be interesting if you know this this goes anywhere. But Pete rightly is saying you know what what he was talking about before about players being you know dead dead on the feet that. If you've got fit players on the bench, yes, they're not the same quality, but if you're running your players into the ground, people are going to start asking questions because you've got play. There are options on the bench. Yes, they're not of the same quality, but there are options on the bench, and it could be that you know you need to put a little bit more trust in these players. Whether he's playing, whether he's playing a game, I don't know. Um, in terms of you know, with the ownership, with um, Davin Eels, with Dan Ashworth, as if to go. I can't make subs because I can't use these players, and he's forcing them into a into a into a corner. I don't know, because if he kept using these players, and let's say we were getting, not not saying he's purposely not trying to get results, but what I mean is, if he was using these players and it wasn't quite happening, and maybe he would have, you know, maybe maybe there would be a bit of pushback, and he'd go, well, you, you know, you're making your subs, you must trust them, or you wouldn't put them on the pitch. Is that why he's not putting them on the pitch? Because he's literally saying I can't put these players on because if I do. It's going to be worse. We're just going to fall apart. I don't. I don't know, but I do find it odd that he's just refusing to even look at the bench. And you're getting one sub a game. If if Tino was on the bench, I think Tino would have come on. Um, yeah, but would. but other than other than yeah. Hall, I didn't. I didn't even think anyone else was going to come on. We haven't even mentioned Emil Kraft. Emil Kraft, since he's come back from his injury, has has, <clears> has been solid. Emil Kraft could have done that job tonight. <clears throat> Just to follow up as well, because I see Dom has put a comment in here as well. He says, how it's been 400 million players, uh, um, how many uh, transfer windows does he need? But you're forgetting that we were 20th when Eddie Howe came in. He got us to the Champions League. We were so unlucky not to, to qualify for, for the next round of the Champions League. We, injuries have meant that we've, we've, we've tumbled down the table. We, that w- we will pick it up. We've always said as well, we think that we'll pick it up uh, in the second half of the season hasn't happened yet, but uh, just give it a chance. It's, yeah. I, I, I don't see why, why we try to get talking about thinking about getting rid of Eddie Howe now. This this squad didn't need minor surgery. This squad needed an overhaul. This squad, like from top to bottom, even even uh, today, as we were talking about squad games, didn't we? Which might be coming out soon, by the way. Mm. We were talking about squad games. We could probably list now off the top of our heads that there's 12, 13, 14 players that we know aren't good enough to be a top six uh, in a top six side. Some of them aren't even good enough to be in the Premier League. So, and and yeah. and, and, and as Dom says, there we've spent four hundred million. We still probably need to spend another three hundred million, four hundred million. Which is how much spent? Yeah, this is it. This is it, and this is this, this in is different times. Yeah, because we 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 haven't been a Liverpool, a Man United, a Tottenham, and Arsenal, Chelsea, where they've gradually year on year improved. This is us now suffering for all those years under Mike Ashley, where we've just been handing out contracts, keeping players who shouldn't even be in the squad, um, and and now we're suffering for it. We're paying for it, and FFP is is stunting our growth, and it's meaning that we can't do things as quickly as we want. But that's kind of the position that we're in. The whole squad yeah. needs an, up, an upheaval. Yes, we're nearly, you know, we've we've made big, big uh, inroads. I mean, as Daz rightly says, he, he come in and we're bottom of the league and we've got we've gone into the Champions League. 
But as soon as you take out a, a clutch of those players, which is what we've seen this season, this is why we're struggling. And then when you're playing the same 11 time after time after time, because he doesn't trust who's on the bench, we then burn out. You see fatigue. You see, you know, mental fatigue. It, it, it's too much for the players. They need, they need a break and they need help. Like Pete said earlier, they need help. We need more people in. Everyone is entitled to their opinion uh, yeah, no, as well. Yeah. Uh, and and, and a- after a game as well, it's probably not the best time to... Emotions are high, aren't they? Yeah, as well. So it's all understandable uh, no matter what side you're, you're on. Eddie Howe side or not Eddie Howe side. Um, Pushbag uh, says nine points out of the last ten games is shocking relegation form in desperate needs for players back. Yeah, um, I think that that's, that's a given. I will move on from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Bruno possibly suffered hamstring injuries, according to Chris Watt. Well, I tell you what, if he has suffered a hamstring injury, if if he has, I'm sorry, that's another that's another finger point to Eddie Howe if he has, because. If, if, if the reason that the sub was going to be made was because he was struggling or he felt something, yes, maybe maybe Bruno's gone, yeah, I'm fine, I'll play on. Bruno's, Bruno's going to fight for the cause, of course he is. But if Bruno's ended up injuring himself and he's been ground, you know, run into the ground, again, you, you, sometimes it's like with the head injuries, isn't it? When a player gets a head injury and they go, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then the decision's taken out of the player's hands. If that's the case with Bruno and that's happened, then oh, I don't even want to think about it. Don't even want to think about it. If that's true, I don't even want to think about it. The only positive is we've got two weeks until the next yeah. game, until Fulham. So that maybe that's why he kind of played on. If it's like a slight strain or a little twinge, two weeks is more than enough to recover. But if it's like a, if it's one where you know he's pulled it, you're talking, you're talking a month. Um, we can't afford to lose Bruno. For that length of time, we're, we're going to lose him at some point. He's one, he's one, he's one yellow card away from the two-match ban. Like how he's managed to get near ten yellow cards in half a season um, tells its own story, and, and, and there needs to be a conversation there about discipline. Because I tell you what, his yellow card today um, was completely unnecessary. It was reckless. Rod, Rodri, uh, I think it might be Rodri. He, he did the tackle on. I can't remember who it was, but the tackle that he did, he like on on the midfielder. They were going nowhere. Like it was, they were going. I nowhere. think it was Kovacic, Pete. I think it was. It Kovacic. May well have been. I think. I think I'm on about the foots. I think I was Yo, on the, the foot stamp. One week in my mind, because I think about yeah. the foot stamp, which yeah, yeah, yeah. could quite easily been a yellow card. Um, had the had Man City not had advantage from the back of it, I think mm-hmm. I think we left played on. But yeah. look, um, we're we're going to be without him at some point anyway. That's for sure. Um. But yeah, hopefully that's not the case. Uh, case ball UK, hope you're well. Um, when will Howe learn? Uh, team overloads midfield, and Howe just watches Liverpool, West Ham, Wolves, PSG away, Forest, and now Man City in the last twenty minutes. And he also says, "Man, more KDB when he comes on with Lascelles or Kraft." Okay, we, we talked about that as well. So you're on the same page. <clears throat> Instead of um, him twenty yards. Or, or giving him 20 yards. Game management is zero with how real owners will change him soon enough um, if this, I think, I'd say continues. What are your thoughts, boys? Well, it's a fair enough a fair enough point. Um, this week as well, that haven't Darren Eels come out and said that they're fully behind Eddie Howe. Um, 
I think they they have they have to give him um, to, for for the players to come back and see what happens for the rest of the season. Uh, maybe even look at it uh, in the summer. But I, I, I think I I can see him getting next season uh, as well. But I, I don't I don't uh, I'm not anywhere near the Eddie out camp uh, at all. So, um, but I can see what, what their frustrations are. Chris. I think um I think you know unfortunately when you when you're getting so many defeats and so many results aren't going your way questions start being asked and the first person that they get asked of is the is the manager uh, unfortunately for Eddie Howe and I, I I like Daz I'm not I'm not Eddie Howe out in any stretch but I I am it's like when we had Rafa I I I was warned by many Liverpool fans you know Rafa's very stuck in his ways he's very you know tactical very defensive and all that and even though I absolutely adored Rafa Rafa had his flaws and I knew what his flaws were um I still loved him and I still you know didn't want him to leave and I still wanted him to come back initially but he has his flaws and I suppose what I would say is I'm starting to I think we're all starting to see potentially what Eddie Howe's flaws are because you know, we've all kind of been in this dreamland and everything's been going perfect and it's all worked out brilliantly. And like, I, I, I love Eddie Al for that and we have been fantastic. And, the, you know, since he's come into the club, he's been absolutely brilliant, but nobody's perfect. Um, and he's still got learning to do. And he's he's now playing at a level that he's not used to playing at as a manager. Um, and at times I have questions, some of his decision-making and, you know, today, today being one of them, uh, you know, I'm sitting at home and I'm 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 watching the match, and he, you know he's got a far better view than me, and he's far more intelligent than me, and you know knows far more about football than me. But if I can see that Kevin De Bruyne is coming on the pitch and he's starting to dictate the game, and you know himself and Rodri are just running the show in midfield, I'm thinking why can't he see that? Why can't he? I feel sometimes like he's so rigid in his four three three. It's like no, we don't move from four three three. That that's just how we play. And sometimes, given the opposition, given the changes that are tweaked or the, uh, the you know the changes that are made in game or the tweaks that are made in game, sometimes you've got to adapt to them. And sometimes I think he's either slow to adapt to them or he doesn't adapt to them at all. That's, I'm going to throw something else at you because I'm just looking at the next five games, right? And the question is, does your own personal opinion change or does our collective uh, thoughts change on this. If, if we don't pick up uh, some some wins in, in in the games against Fulham in the cup, Villa in the league, Luton Town and that's Forest and Bournemouth on the revenge tour, <laughs> that's the next five games. Are, are 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 we then still still back in Eddie, or are we? Starting to get doubts then at that stage. Let's say, if, let's say we were we were to not not pick up a win in in either of the next five games. I'll let you go first, Pete. Go on, mate. <laughs> um, I'm I I'm not willing to make that sort of a assessment until the end of the season. Uh, I want to see where we finish. Um, purely, I'm, I'm not going to make that assessment off the back of this month. We knew this was going to be a tough month. I'm frustrated that we didn't take advantage of potentially getting a point. And uh, and, I'm, and I've said what I needed to say off the back of that, but I'm not willing to make that assessment uh, of whether he's capable of taking us forward until the end of the season. I want to see where we finish. 
a lot of football still to be played. Um, I fully expect us to be picking up an, a, a, a huge chunk of points um, from February onwards. Um, I expect us to. And if we don't, and we finish around where we are right now, then I think that's more than fair of a question to be asked about Eddie Howe at that stage, in my opinion, um, because he would have had a full season playing one game a week. Um, and if we're not able to pick up enough points off the back of that to really push us up the table, because let's face it, you look at that league table right now, that's tight. We're still right in the mix. We might be 10th in the league right now, but we are still right in the mix there. And it doesn't look good reading right now. And you've got other teams, you've got like... Um, uh, you, uh, you got like other teams, whether it's Arsenal, Chelsea, whatever, West Ham that are saying, "Oh, look where Newcastle are," and that, that's fine. Um, but it can change very quickly, and and I'm expecting it to change very quickly. So, uh, with regards to that, uh, Eddie Howe, no, I'm not going to make that assessment now. But certainly, if you look at the next five games, um, I expect us to at least take nine points. Where those nine points come from, um, that's up to you. Uh, anybody can decide that but what I fully expect is to at least take nine points and I think we take nine points out of our next lot of games I don't think we're sitting 10th that, but that's just my opinion So are you saying people are going to win three out the four? Um, uh, of the league yeah I'm not talking about the cup yeah. uh, in terms of league games okay so we've got Villa Luton, Forest, Bournemouth. Do you think yeah. we win them last three on the I bounce? Think, I think we have to. Oh, no, no I agree. We do no, have, we're, to. We have we're, to. We're not, we, we are no longer in a position now to say, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I take a point. I take a point here. I take a point there. For Luton, Forest and Bournemouth, we're not in that position to say that. They are must-win games. We need to take three points. We need to have nine points on the board. Villa away. I would love to say, yeah, we'd go there and win. But we know how formidable they are at their ground. So I'm not going to be naive enough to go, yeah, we'll win. We're going to win comfortably. We're going to give them like, a hammer in or whatever, this, that, and the other. I think we'll make it difficult for them. I think it'll be a tight game, a lot tighter than it was last season. But look, you know, I, I, what I will say is, is that um, that's not a banker win. For me, Luton at home must win. Forest away, must win. Bournemouth at home, must win. That, that's how I see it. Chris, your thoughts on that one? Next five games? Yeah, I mean, looking, looking at the next five games, I think... I think if we get knocked out against Fulham, that, that cranks up the pressure a little bit, because then... then the fan base comes to the realisation that we won't be winning any silverware this season. Um, yeah, that sounds very dramatic, I know, because we're we're only, you know, we're, we're only in the early stages of the FA Cup, but it is it is a reality, you know what I mean? Like, fourth round of the FA Cup, it's a reality. We're not going to be winning any any silverware. So I think that cranks the pressure up a little bit, especially after, you know, the, the emphatic win against Sunderland. Um, Villa away is going to be a very difficult game. Um, Luton at home, it, it is must win. Forest away is must win, and Bournemouth at home is must win. I, I completely agree with Pete. You know, we do, we do, we we do need to win those games. My only my only difficulty, I suppose, or my devil's advocate thing is, 
I I wonder I wonder where that puts Eddie Howe with the fan base if we don't win all three of those games. I, I think um, I think if we got a point at Villa, I think that would be a good result. Um, on our day, we could win, but you know it's going to be difficult. Let's be honest. Villa Villa are, are flying at the moment, and they're going to be a really difficult outfit. And I think Eddie will get a bit of a pass for that one. So then, obviously, we hit February, and then we've got Luton at home. That you can't not win that game. You've got you've got to win that game. I think Forest will be. I think Forest will be a difficult test because obviously, you know, at the City Grounds, um, Morgan Gibbs White, Forest Forest aren't about side. We've seen that this season. They're really not about side, um, and obviously, we were on the on the back end of a, a pretty a pretty rough defeat last time we played them. Um, so, it's not going to be easy. But I suppose my devil's advocate side of things is saying if Eddie Howe, if Eddie Howe gets knocked out the cup, beats Luton, and then loses to Forest, and then maybe draws with Bournemouth, it, it makes things difficult for him. It really, really makes things difficult for him. And these the, the remaining home games that we've got this season are so key. And if we maintain the performance that we did today, because we're not going to be coming up against Man City and Kevin De Bruyne every week, but we need we need to start getting the points on the board. We really, really do. And I think the real assessment will be made at the end of the season. Like I agree with that, but I just wonder whether the noises and the 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 um, the you know the how out brigade will get louder and louder, and then I think the owners will feel under pressure, and then the owners will have a decision. If we have a quiet window for January, the owners have then got a decision going. Do you know what? We're having a big overhaul this summer. Is Eddie the man that we want to do that overhaul? Is Eddie the man we want well, to take us forward? This is the difficulty. If 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 they want Eddie to be the man to take them forward, then they would link him back to what Pete was saying. They have to do something to help him out. They have to bring at least bring in uh, one or two loans to, to, to try and help him. Uh we will have players going back, but look at the, there's some players that you get to the to the end of the road, oh they should be back now, and now they're out for another couple of weeks. So it's unknown how long they're going to be out for. It's the, the recurring team with that as well. So they do need to help them out a bit because as I think yeah it is going to be get more difficult um and the, the as as things go if, if we don't get some kind of results in, in those um those next five uh but okay let's move back to the chat sorry bit of a tangent there no no good one Taz. it was good um next one from Ron. Uh, if we had Barnes uh, to bring on uh, when Gordon had really something to the ground, will it, Miley? Uh, maybe Tino, the result would have been different. It, we, we've we've already kind of touched on that one as well. Um, um, Silence is lovely, says, we were phenomenal. Um, they can bring on Kevin De Bruyne, we can't, and that's why they win. Um, uh, but we had them for most of the ma that match. Would you agree with that assessment? No. <laughs> we had them from what? <laughs> Sorry, silence. Uh, no, I, I don't agree with that. I mean, we we had an opportunity to get something out of the match. I completely agree with that. You know, there was an opportunity for us there, but we, let's let's not you know paper over the cracks. We we were outclassed for the majority of this game. We showed moments of brilliance, and had we had those players, um, you know, that was mentioned in the previous comment by Bon, the game could have been a lot different. But as Pete said earlier, and I can't disagree that's not the situation with it at the moment but just not <coughs> yeah when we, when we were two one up and we got halfway through that second half i was thinking yeah. 
got they're definitely going to score one uh, and I'd be I'd be delighted now at this stage to take the the 2-2 because it was it was definitely coming the score one it's 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 what's hard to take is 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 the the game how many times and now then the PSG result as well the last second or the last couple of minutes it's the sucker punches and that's why a lot of people are, are frustrated now as well in the chat and I'm sure on social media there's a bit of frustration. but it's Man City we're playing as well so yeah we don't I thought, play Man City I thought the players were phenomenal I thought the players were the yeah. players give everything yeah. can't knock the players because the players on the pitch give everything that they could um yes they were outclassed at times they were outran at times in the ends because we just ran out of energy we had no energy left um but yeah I, I, there was an opportunity for us there and circumstances prevailing maybe on another day we could have got something but i do think um the manager has to take a bit of the blame here because i think it, it, changes could have been made to maybe protect the team a little bit more <laughs> Um, question here from Sean Taylor. Why has Longstaff's form dipped so much? He hasn't played great lately. I didn't think he played too bad today or anything. Um, yeah, he, like, well, we were talking about him for the playing for England at one stage, uh, even this season and definitely last season we were talking about it. But I don't know. Uh, again, too many games with the same personnel, not being able to, to sw switch it out. I think it's, it goes across the board. Yeah, I think he's tired. I think he's tired. I think he's probably in, in need of a rest. I think the Champions League run was probably mentally fatiguing, not just physically. Uh, it's been a long season. I mean, it's been a long season, boys, and it's only January. Like It, it, yeah. it, it does feel like we've been through the mill. We've had all the highs, all the lows. It has been a long season, and because we've been doing it with the same bloody players week in, week out, imagine how the players are feeling, putting blood, sweat and tears into everything, and then just, just getting tired. I, I, I just think the squad's not big enough, and, you know, there is reasons for that. But, yeah, I, I do think in part that could be why, you know, Sean Longstaff hasn't quite reached the heights that we've seen previously. Um, Rosie put has come up with a good a comment as well. Uh, the chat seemed to like it as well. No other manager can get more out of uh, out of the available squad than Eddie. Fact. I think that's Rossi. <laughs> I was, Sorry, looking, to if, Rosie. I was Rosie. looking to see if that looked Sorry, like a Rosie. Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rossi. Not wearing my glasses. <laughs> uh, no other manager can get more out of the available squad than Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I, I can't really argue that. I can't really argue that, but I, I do think that the squads, I do think that the squads could potentially be managed better. I'm not, I know he's not got the players that he wants. I think that's evidence because he doesn't use all of the players, and I understand why. Because I think if he did use all the players and he was giving more players more minutes, we'd then come unstuck and everyone would go, why is he bringing him on? Or why has he bought him off? Or why? I get that. Um, but Eddie, uh, you know, Eddie knows the position he's in. We know the position we're in. But you can't just keep playing the same players over and over and over again. Sutton's got to give, whether that's the owners giving him new players or whether that's him trying to manage certain players' minutes a little bit better. Because it was clear to see today that we just needed more more energy on the pitch towards the end of the game. It's all, it's all rosy with Rossi. Yeah. <laughs> you can't keep you can't continue to keep making the same mistakes. 
No. So he played players for 90 minutes when we didn't have any other options before. And players have now come out and said that they were playing injured. Callum Wilson said it this week on his podcast. Dan Burns said it before. Um, Alexander Isak said it in a previous in interview too. So we've been playing players injured when they shouldn't have been playing. Now you've you started to get your players back fit or they're close to being back fit. Don't make the same mistake again. Uh, I, I think it's more than a fair point to say that if you don't want your players to then be re-injured again, for some of them a third or fourth time, just bring another player on, another fit player that's ready to play. Uh, I think that's where Newcastle fans or, or a number of fans have changed their mindset. Nobody would have been angry at the fact that Lewis Miley literally was dead out on his feet. Nobody was arguing the fact that Gordon had come off because he ran and pressed and defensively ran and recovered so much, covered so much ground in that game. Nobody could have argued that Isaac could have done with the rest because Isaac for 60 minutes was fantastic, was superb, scored a brilliant goal and was a massive threat, but needed a rest. Like, nobody would have argued that because we knew the situation that we've just come through. So... Why make the same mistakes again? That's my question on, on, on the back of that. But look, that's probably for another, for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so two yeah yes, I'm going to give you a quote, Pete. We have no choice, no no real subs. Two weeks off, leave it all on the pitch. Look, <laughs> that was a quote. Yeah, I know the quote. Know it why. is where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Toon Gamer says, Eddie's game management shocking again. Um, had subs available to waste time, slow the, their momentum. Should have gone five at the back. All these things is what we've talked about. Should have put someone to man mark Kevin De Bruyne. I just want to get those points out there because um, it's points that we have mentioned too. Um, Seng said, uh, if Isaac plays with two quality wingers um, and a quality midfielder serving him, uh, well, he will be Newcastle and Premier League history. So uh, I'm, assu I'm assuming in terms of goal scoring, um, I imagine, or he would certainly be up there. I think, would, would you agree with what he was, what, what Seng's saying here? Yeah, I, I would. Uh, Isaac is quality. I mean, he's, he's yeah, long way he, he'd be, be with us and someone I'd, I'd never want us to, to sell. Um, and yeah, it's, we are where we are with, with, with this. It, it's going to take time. It's 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 um, a stepping stone season, as, as, as I've said uh, for a couple of months now. And uh, I'm already looking forward to next season. See what happens this season, but looking forward to next season. End of summer, transfer window. Yeah, definitely. Um, EMP, uh, this game just solidified that Gordon and Foden need to be in the England squad and playing starting over Rashford. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, definitely. Marcus Rashford shouldn't be in the England squad on current form. Yeah. Uh, uh, question from Ian. Um, loaded, would you sell Bruno for £100 million to bring in three <laughs> players with the money? 
God, we've talked about this a few times, haven't we? Um, I, I don't want us to sell our, our, our star players, and I don't think that's what Darren Neal's mentioned, and uh, Eddie qualified it a bit in his press conference as well. Mm. I don't think we're selling Botman, Bruno, or um, Isaac. There are players, and Alan Gordon as well, or Tino Levermento. There's certain players that that I would look to, to, to sell or to cash in on, on their value while they still have value, or else they're going to be... You know they're just going to be sitting there, um, and it can't all happen at once either. I know that, but um, no, I don't want to, to answer your question. Ian. No, um, there's others that that we can sell uh, to generate that that kind of cash or FFP unlock FFP. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got a I've got a I've got a good answer for this now because I, I I must have I must have spoke about this loads and that that's no offence, Ian. It's just this has been a hot topic. Um, about well in the last week or so certainly but yeah for me um i wouldn't want to sell bruno but i think if if the owners sold bruno i'd understand it but i don't want them to but i would understand it because it would it would unlock ffp as daz has said it would um i don't want them to but i i would get it if they did um would you hold on one second i've just lost it now um would you take Grand Koal back in, in the squad uh, to use as a sub? Yeah, I'd take anyone. I, 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 we just need fresh legs. We do. I mean, is Grand Koal, is Grand Koal a better option than Mark Gillespie on the bench? Yes. Is he a better, <laughs> yeah. option? Is he a better option than uh, Parkinson on the bench? Probably. Um, it's just another body. And we we need bodies. That's what we need. We need uh, we need players who are, uh, you know are fit and able able to kind of make a contribution. So yeah, I would. I'm not saying he's Premier League ready. I'm not saying that he should be starting week in week out. But right now, for where we are, I think you know we we've heard, haven't we, from the from journalists? I forget which one it was, um, saying that you know keep an eye on their Jan Cooper Minter. There's there's no there's no. There's no um, there's no definite that he will stay at finals. It could be that we just bring him back. We just need we just need uh, we need some players in to try and support this squad. That's what we need. Yeah, I, I get the point that yeah, he's another option instead of uh, Gillespie. But I, I don't think he's he's ready for the Premier League. Um, I, um, I, I don't know how he's doing. I don't think he's do, it's, it's how he's, he's really in, going for him out in Holland. Yeah. yeah. And that, that team towards the, the bottom of the table in Holland. Um, but yeah, no, no, I, I think I'd, I'd let him. I think he, he needs game, game time more than anything else. So I, I wouldn't bring him back. But we need, do need some uh, alternatives. But uh, that's where the loan market comes in. Uh, players that Eddie is, would trust to bring on in games or to start in games. That's what we need. I think Crawl will just sit like, like everyone else. He, he wouldn't be, he'd be another bench warmer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, would be farmer. Um, uh, he said, "Chin up, boys. We'll, we'll be fine." I think he's talking about us in the chat. Um, great to have you in the chat. We've had um twelve or thirteen new subscribers tonight, just on the show alone. So welcome all to Loaded Mag NUFC. And um, if you haven't already, click the um subscribe button or click the like for this show. Make sure you do. Um, we are moving um nicely towards seven k and help us along. Um, to achieve that one. Um, question here, 
Uh, would you lads be content with us sacrificing any European place and just concentrating on the FA Cup? That's a great question, Matt. <clears throat> I, I don't think we, we, we have to, to sacrifice anything, though, because we, we, we don't have... We're not in 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 Champions League anymore. We're not in the League Cup anymore. It's just FA Cup and League. So what what what's we've played now? Uh, Twenty one games in the league. So we have seventeen left, and whatever whatever happens in the cup happens in the cup. I I I I know what, what you're asking, Michael. But no, I want us to go on both fronts now. We should you should be able to to do that. Uh, what are your thoughts, Chris? It's a tough one, mate. It's a tough one. Because if someone said to me now, you get knocked out the FA Cup by Fulham, but you get in Europe next season, which I think is key. Like, that's that's a big question. Um, but then if someone said to me, you're not going to get Europe, but you're going to win the FA Cup, it's like, this is the problem, isn't it? You can't, you, you don't know what the final outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I take your point, Daz, you know, that it, it is just these two competitions, isn't it? There's nothing else. We were in four and and Eddie Howe tackled tried to go for all. He he never he never like he wouldn't be allowed to do that. Uh so I know it's a it's a hypothetical question you're asking here, Michael, but yeah. I think we we have to be ha, we have to have enough to, to go for, for both. It's like when when's the next FA Cup game after after um, the Fulham game? Uh, no, I can't see it here. But but it's it's probably in February sometime. Mm. I see it's a gap. What about you, Pete? I don't know. Um, no, I think we can go for both. To be honest, um, we, we were trying to juggle four competitions before that. Um, there's no reason why we can't juggle the Premier League and the FA Cup. Uh, no reason whatsoever. It's uh, another game I fully expect us to go and win, and that's Fulham away um, because we don't have we don't have the the huge round of fixtures. We've got two weeks now before that game at Fulham. Mm-hmm. Um, I fully expect us to go full strength and win that game, and then I fully expect us to go on to Villa and give them a good game as well. Um, we're in this position now where, you know, if you're getting the rest and you're getting your players fit and you're able to train them, which is what Eddie Howe says, uh, I, I then expect Newcastle to put those performances in. And um, for the first half we did today, um, it dropped off. We played a very different way. But with now two weeks rest, these players cannot then say they're fatigued or tired or whatever. And hopefully we can then be going in and adding a couple of more players to the squad, either through signings, or having Wilson <clears throat> Murphy back, which is what anyhow kind of is hoping for and expected around that sort of time. So that, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, just, on. just on that, like if, if if we were to, if and when we beat Fulham, we the fifth round would happen after the between the Arsenal and the Wolves game. Um, that's when that would would land twenty on the twenty eighth of February. Yeah, which is around the Carlin Cup final um, weekend, I imagine. Yeah. On that. Um, question for Loaded. If we sign a player in January, realistically, who would be your pick? <laughs> um, interestingly, um, there's some pictures and videos of uh, um, Lascelles having a, having a bit of a chat with uh, Phillips on the sidelines, which um, has set some tongues wagging. Uh, I, get him in now, is what I've said. 
Um, get, get that deal done. Get him in. Get him training with the squad. Um, get him playing. He's clearly not trusted at, at Man City for whatever reason. Um, but so that would be my pick. Um, but boys, what, what, what would you what would you go for? Same for us. I think he's the most realistic one, and I think he's he's the, he's the one that I can think off the top of my head that would have the biggest impact. You could say Garassi, who we've been linked with. Uh, I think he'd be a good addition as well. But if you've got a fit Alexander Isak, yes, it would be nice to have an option. Um, but the the one that I think would make the biggest difference to me now thinking about it is Phillips. I'd agree on Phillips. Uh, that that like yeah, that the defensive midfielder. Uh, but I'm going to throw someone different in as well. Um, Benjamin Sissoko or Sesko. Sesko. Uh, yeah, Sesko, whatever you no. call him. That lad. Because uh, he's not getting a game uh, or getting enough game time at Leipzig and uh, because he was so highly rated when he, when he moved there um, and someone we looked at before, I think get uh, him alone with an option to buy could be would be nice. It's a great shout, does yeah, especially if he's not getting game time, as you say. Yeah, yeah. Someone that's realistic is 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 like you know where do you start if you're not being realistic? Comes a charge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look again. You, you, we laugh at that, but that's where we were. Yeah, it was like that's why we can laugh, uh, laugh now. That's where we were. Look how far we've come, and look what is is to come in the future. No matter who is the manager. Yeah. Uh, last couple um, question for me: and, uh, Do you see any have been Newcastle manager February the first when the transfer window closes? <laughs> yes. Nice easy one. Yes. Um, <clears throat> just asking if Newcastle fans would want Xabi Alonso uh, um, and sack Eddie Howe. So, if you had the option of getting him in, it was guaranteed. Would you do that? What's your thoughts? Xabi Alonso is doing really well, Leverkusen. Yeah. Um, uh, he's a nice, nice squad of players there as well. Um, but uh, okay, I, it, it's it's way too early to be. I, I'd only consider uh, alternative managers. Once Eddie Howe was was gone, I wouldn't. I won't consider them until then. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't sack Eddie Howe and then to get Alonso. No. Um, but yeah, given you know, it, I think his name would crop up um, because it's uh, Newcastle's a big project. <clears throat> I'm sure he'd want to come back to the Premier League. Um, <laughs> and everyone keeps replaying that half line goal he scored against Newcastle, even though nobody <clears throat> talks about the fact that Steve Harper slipped. But nobody wants to talk about that. Um, they just say how fantastic the goal was, but um, but yeah, um, he's doing really well at Leverkusen and good luck to him. But yeah, I, I think, um, I think we, we've got Eddie for the foreseeable, is what I'd say. Yeah, and the other thing is, uh, if that was to ever happen and Eddie Howe was gone, that, 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 that they could just bring in the, the best out there and who someone that has a track record of success, you know, Zabionz is just starting off. Uh, early days in, in his management career, so yeah, it's um, you, who knows what they'd look at, but that's that's yeah, well yeah. down the road for now. Yeah, uh, last question from me, um, Stu. Um, hope you're well, Stu. Great to have you back in the chat. And um, what would and uh, what would do we think of Phillips's celebration after the game? Didn't look like a player in the move, um, as much as I agree that um, the player we 100% need right now. 
Easy one for me. I I turned it off as soon as the final whistle. I turned it off. Um, if that if that's what's happened, Stu, I've got to admit I didn't see it. But I I I um I don't look into stuff like that because to me, I think that's the way that he should react because at the end of the day, he's a Manchester City player <laughs> and his team have just won. So for me, while he's still got a Man City tracksuit on and while he's still a Man City player, he should be celebrating the fact that they've beaten Newcastle. Um, that that's the right thing to do. I have no doubt as soon as if he comes to Newcastle and if he joins Newcastle, as soon as he joins uh, Newcastle United, his allegiance will switch and I'm sure he will be fully focused on Newcastle United. I wouldn't read too much into that, mate. For me, it just shows that he's a model professional because do you know what? I think I would I think I would not like it if I saw him sulking when Man City won. Because I'd think, do you know what? they're your teammates, you're part of that team and you should be pleased at the fact that your team's won, whether or not he's contributed or played or whatever. Um, it's about the team. So the fact that he's celebrating wildly, that that I quite like that, to be honest, because that's that's how it should be. What you don't want to see is players sulking because they never got a game or they didn't get enough minutes or whatever. It's about the team. It's not about you as an individual. So for me, I'm I'm quite happy that he's done that, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I, I don't really care to be honest. Um, I only care when he's when he's playing for the club, and um, when he's not as of yet. So we'll wait and see. But there, there were the questions. No, oh, thanks, Pete. Um, we're going to give a quick shout out to sponsors. Shout out to the radiatorshed.com and Russ and uh, Russ's Rads. Uh, and if you you know all about the, the the radiators at this stage and where to find. Us. go check out the website is the, is my recommendation and uh you you'll uh you'll see all the details there uh just a, a quick little sample uh and th those radiators are small and uh, the, the the real ones are bigger um yeah but also a shout out to the northeast partnerships and uh the install works and also a shout out to bathroom design co h2o and the fabulous bathrooms that the team have there again go go check out the website uh that is this uh, my suggestion uh to get all the latest and greatest uh from the the team there um right also uh if where can you find us you can find us across a range of different platforms youtube spotify apple music and amazon music and on our socials on twitter slash x tiktok and Insta. And uh, for business inquiries, you can contact us on loadedmagnufcinfo at gmail.com. Check that out. Uh, that is it. We need to have a little chat about what we're, what we're going to do next and what our plans for into next week. Uh, but thanks for sticking with us. Make sure you uh, smash that like button on the way out. And uh, that's about it. Enjoy your Sunday. How would you like that? Good night.